Great day, great day, everyone. We are back for another episode. I'm so excited to welcome you. And today is episode 32. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about using inner wisdom to reduce anxiety and stress in leaders and leadership. So hang in there, get, grab your cup if you don't already have your cup, and, uh, and let's get started. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show where you are entering the stress-free leadership zone. What's in your cup? Welcome to the call. All right. So welcome, everyone. I'm super excited. Back for another episode. And let me bring our amazing guest and panel on for today, our co-host. And we're going to have a wonderful conversation. So stay tuned. So hello, hello, ladies. Good morning. Good evening. Um, I'm really excited to, to get started today. And let's let's just sort of dive right in. So let's go through, before we do our introductions, we'll do a couple of little housekeeping items. Uh, you guys know how this goes. So if you're out there, we want to welcome you uh, to the Coffee with Rhonda show, which is a show where um, leaders, entrepreneurs, coaches, authors, we have a conversation about the ups and downs, the goods and the bads, the challenges uh, of being a leader. In today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about using our inner wisdom and how we can use that to reduce anxiety and stress, especially in our very busy and stressful role as leaders. So uh, for those of you out there that are returning, thank you for your ongoing support. If you're new to the family, we welcome you. Um, tell us your name and where you're watching from. You know, we have a audience that is global, so we always love hearing where you're watching from. And don't forget to tell us if you've got a cup with you, tell us what's in your cup uh, and what you have going on uh, today. Also, a big, big ask for you. If you're out there and you're watching, <clears throat> please like and share the video. There is someone out there who I guarantee needs to hear this information and you can help them simply by sharing the video. Um, Importantly, we want you to comment on anything that resonates with you. You know, you are a, a voice. You help to power our conversations in this show. And so we want to hear what you have to say. So don't forget to add your comments. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm your host for the show. I am a recovering stressed out leader, and um, I help leaders uh, decide that it is time to stop the madness. And I also help organizations to embrace a stress-free culture. So today um, I have in my cup, I am drinking uh, Earl Grey tea with a hint of ginger. Uh, that's what I've got going on this morning. So. Um, we're going to move on and, and introduce, uh, let's do our guest first today, and then we'll uh, introduce our co-host. So good morning. Good morning to you, Lady T. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. I thought you were going to say you're drinking gray tea with a hint of gin. I was going to say, <laughs> early, Rhonda. It's a little early. It's a little early. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give us a short introduction. Tell us who you are, and then tell us what you got in your cup. Yes, yes. I am Tisha Shelby Houston. Lady T is what they call me. That's because it's easier to remember than Tisha. And uh, I am a dream interpreter, a certified dream interpreter, certified by man, gifted by God. And <laughs> I'm a member of the Dream International Association of Dream Study of Dreams. I am a, an author, a speaker. I'm a mom of five children. Wife, uh, wow. years. I'm a home, a veteran homeschooler, 22 years. Uh, but I am doing what I absolutely love to do, and that is using my spiritual gifts to bless other people. Um, that's through dream interpretation. So I help people to better understand where they are and where they're going through interpreting their dreams. And in my cup, I have great dreams and wonderful joy and happiness. Uh, this morning, I'm drinking what I drink every morning, and that is this mixture of um, dreams that actually, or, of tea that actually induce dreams um, oh. that I put together for my oh. clients. And it's a mixture of mugwort, chamomile, lavender, and then a couple other teas to help you to relax, go off to sleep, and have great dreams. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Ms. Ross. And um, so you have a, a team mixture that you created to help induce dreams. Right, right. There are herbs out there that will do that for you. You know, God has supplied everything we need on this earth and we need to be in tune with our dreams, with our inner wisdom. And so there are herbs, herbs that help to do that. Yes. Wonderful. All right. So we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get into the show. So let's go and introduce our co-hosts, our amazing co-hosts. Good, good evening, Mariah. Hello. Hello. Good morning to you all. It's my pleasure to be back. It's uh, such an amazing, you know, an amazing way of uh, starting my weekend, actually. Uh, so my name is Mireille. Uh, I'm based in Perth in Australia. Uh, I'm an engineer by background, but uh, doing a lot of coaching now. And uh, I'm the CEO of the Mireille Tulekima Global Leadership Organization and also uh, founded the Greatness Engineering Movement. So as part of the organization, what, we trying to, what we're doing is uh, uh, helping people to become the best version of themselves. And, uh, and help them to engineer greatness wherever it matters with what they have. So that's, that's me and uh, I do other things. I have a show as well, I write, and uh, I'm a mom as well and I'm a grandma, so oh, uh, full on. <laughs> awesome. So I love, um, if you guys have not checked out Marae's show, you, you really need to do that. She interviews some amazing, amazing people on her show that are inspiring and doing really great things in their lives and in the world. So that's wonderful. Um, and she, if you need um, help engineering your greatness, she's definitely one of the people that you need to see. So uh, thank you, Marae. Good morning, Roz. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being patient. Sorry I missed last week because of the weather. No uh, I'm in Jacksonville, VI, Baltimore, Maryland. So I'm in Baltimore, Maryland traveling. But for those of you who don't know me by now, I am Roz Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of care to your loved one. Sitter, homemaker, companion, home health aid, and certified nursing assistant when you can't do it all you give us a call and today my, my my business bestie 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 friend <laughs> it's me so is it peach tea it's she fixed me peach tea with honey so i'm very excited and this weekend i get to go to my first polo match so oh. that's yeah, so that's what I'm doing this Hello. weekend. So I'm, wow. yeah, I'm excited that we could connect, excited that I'm going to polo match, and I'm going to eat quiche this morning. So I am. <laughs> I love it. That is fantastic. Awesome, Roz. All right. So uh, it is great to have um, you ladies here with me today. We're going to have a conversation about, you know, anxiety and stress that comes with uh, being a leader. And even if you're not, if you do not carry the formal title of leader, you are still a leader. Minimally, you are a leader in your own life, right? And you mm -hmm. may be a leader as a mom or a grandmom or so there are many, many different ways. So when I use the term leader, I use it pretty loosely. It encompasses a lot um, that you may have going on um, in your life. So one of the things, uh, one of the places that I want to start our conversation today um, is really by talking about sort of um, some of the stress. Uh, that we end up dealing with. And I'm going to share, I want our guests and our co-hosts, I want you all to think about a time when you were under a tremendous amount of stress um, in your life and, you know, sort of how that affected you. You know, was it a mental or emotional or a physical type of effect? So think about that um, a little bit. And as you do that, I want to share um, some statistics um, that I found as I was doing uh, sort of some of my prep for the show, because stress is real. And, uh, and it affects, you know, your, our lives and our workplaces and, you know, it affects us in so many different ways. So I'm going to share um, this really quickly so that we can take a look at this. And here are some statistics that sort of stood out for me. Um, in terms of stress, 40% of job turnover is due to stress, right? 40%. That's a huge number. Um, additionally, um, job stress is the source of more health complaints than financial or family problems, right? Job stress. 
Um, estimates are that companies spend $300 billion annually for healthcare and missed work. Listen, I don't know about you, but those numbers are pretty staggering, right? So when we talk about stress, um, it really is a thing that shows up for us. It's costly. Um, it's costly in terms of our you know, emotional, our sanity, our business product and output and all of that. If we are running our businesses, the way stress can interfere in that, um, there's really a lot happening there. So let's start by talking about um, our sharing uh, some of our own experiences um, with stress and how that showed up for us. And, and I'll start off really quickly. I had a um, situation in my career where I was under a tremendous amount of stress uh, when I was the CEO at one of the hospitals and there was this um, racial incident that happened at the hospital and it really um, shook us at the core and the foundation of who we were as an organization um, and how we interacted with the community. Um, and this stress was so overwhelming. I I, I will tell you, Lady T, I wish I had something to induce some dreams because at that moment I was having a whole bunch of nightmares, right? It was tremendous. I never thought I would have been in such a situation. Um, however, I was not sleeping well. Um, I was, uh, I found myself, I tend to be a pretty even keel kind of level person. I found myself being a little bit short. Um, and a little bit snappy. I remember having a conversation with one of the ICU nurses who commented on this situation in a way that I thought was very insensitive. And I remember snapping at him right at that moment. And then I had to turn around. I had to catch myself, apologize and go to my office. I was like, girl, go to your room because, because right now. And so I just remember this tremendous burden and it physically felt heavy. Right. It felt like I was carrying something that was so heavy. Uh, so that was my situation and how it showed up. And um, and I want to hear some of your all situations, because after we share sort of what the situation was, how it affected you, then we're going to move into talking a little bit more about, you know, what is it? How can we manage it? You know, what are some things that we can do to uh, assist us if we're dealing with a lot of stress? So um, I want to go ahead and I'm going to start with you, Marae, and then Lady T, I'm going to come to you and then Roz, I'm going to come to you. So Roz, a situation in your life where you had to deal with a tremendous amount of stress. Uh I mean, there have been a lot, there have been a lot of situation and uh, especially, I mean, with children and work. Uh, but I think the most traumatic one that I had was uh, when I had my second child. Um, everything I was prepared, I think the, the pregnancy went really well, but uh, everything went wrong all the way, uh, you know, from when I started to have all the you know, contractions and the uh, baby got stuck uh, because I, I already had the first experience. I knew that something was, was wrong and uh, nobody was telling me anything, but I knew that something was wrong. And uh, so I started to really panic and it actually created other things. So I, I basically fainted. So mm -hmm. I went into, into a coma. And so they basically had to uh, do everything that they could to, you know, so that I could wake up and they could do a, a C-section to get uh, to get my my daughter out. But what I, I really want to say is that, you know, I started to really panic, and without knowing, my body followed, and everything wow. just, you know, went with it. And and that's uh, that that was really a scare for everybody around. For my husband, I think the hospital they were okay because they they knew that it was related to to stress. Wow. But uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, uh, what I what I want to say is that uh, yes, you know, when something like that happened, we still have to. Uh, find a way to focus on something positive because right. at this at this moment I was thinking about everything going you know uh, really uh, in in the in everything negative that I'm gonna lose the baby and myself I'm not gonna 
go over it. So I already had this film inside my head, which wow. actually went into uh, creating stress and and me passing out basically, and and uh, and it didn't help. So I think that that was a key one to understand that yes, it can be you know difficult, it can be stressful, but the first thing is to really just stay calm and, okay. and trust you know people around because I mean the medical staff were amazing and I had my husband around so. Right. But I, I completely forgot about you know the environment where I was and just went into panic and everything just started to go wrong because oh. that's what I had in my head. Basically what I was thinking was starting to happen, which is me just losing control on everything and the baby being at risk. So it was it was quite a quite a, a, a difficult and very challenging one to to go through and uh, and just realize that you know at the end of the day everything went okay mm -hmm. uh, and and there was no reason for me to go into such a you know a state you know so Marie so gosh there's first of all wow what a scary mm -hmm. um, situation mm -hmm. and time for you um, before I go come to you, Lady T, I want to just acknowledge our folks out there watching. Wendy's out mm -hmm. there. She is a financial wizard and guru. So um, mm -hmm. if you guys are looking for help in terms of financial planning, Wendy's amazing. Hey, Wendy, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Michael was tuning in from he's in St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg, Russia. Uh, and so thank you for tuning in uh, and, and, you know, spending a little bit of time for us with us. And Sophie's out there from Cameroon. Hey, Sophie, thanks for tuning in. And then Tiffany's out there from Virginia. Hey, Tiffany, thanks for tuning in. So um, so let's let's continue our conversation because I want to sort of start and set the context, you know, Many of us right now here on this panel, we've worked hard to get to a certain place in our lives and careers. And I find it so powerful when we're able to share our authentic stories about sort of our challenges that we have along the way. We're just like all of you out there and dealing with the ups and downs of being a leader and in life and everything else. So um, Lady T, tell us about a time where you had uh, some stress uh, in your life. Last week. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, you know, stress is something that we're all dealing with right now as a collective mm -hmm. because of the coronavirus situation, because of, you know, the economic situation. Those numbers that you gave was incredible. And I heard something on NPR um, going along with that. And they were saying that for every person who has died of COVID, and there are 200,000 right now, the latest count. There are nine people who are grieving that, that okay. death. And so when you have nine people for 200,000, for every 200,000 who are grieving the death, and then you have people who are grieving the loss of a job, income, finances, you have people who have an entire life has changed, and then we have the racial issues that are going on. Right now we're in a high stress um, environment where everyone is experiencing this. And Rhonda, to what you were saying, it shows up even in our dreams as a collective. Um, we are having more nightmares. People are calling about the nightmares that they're having. Um, and it, dreams are great in that it can give you the answer and the solution. So, for instance, last week, I was flying out of town. Well, this is week before last because I went out last week. So, week before last, I was flying out of town, which meant I had to get a lot of things in order in my household before I left. Because I was going to be gone about four or five days. And one day in particular, my back was hurting so badly. I was like, I gotta go to the chiropractor. I could feel it building up. But I, you know, it's just so busy trying to get everything in order and make sure next week is gonna flow nicely and make sure this is in alignment. Plus, I'm packing. And uh, my back was hurting so badly this one day. I said, I, I just need to go to the chiropractor. No appointment, I'm just showing up. The chiropractor said, Wow, usually people who have this kind of tightness, this kind of stiffness in this particular lumbar area are people who do a lot of twisting for a living. Do you do a lot of twisting? I was like, no, no, I don't. She said, this is really interesting. However, I thought back to my dream the night before. The night before I had a dream that I was walking through a maze and I had a huge corkscrew in my hand. Mm. And the entire time I'm walking through this maze, I'm trying to find myself, find my way, I kept saying, I should get rid of this corkscrew. Why am I carrying this? This thing is a burden. This is too heavy. But I was so busy trying to find my way that I never dealt with the corkscrew. Well, 
you translate that. My body was telling me, my body was telling my subconscious and it showed up in my dream, was telling me, you are tight, you are twisted, you are, this is, she used the word, the chiropractor used the word, your back is really screwed up. <laughs> right? I was under so much stress that the muscles were tensing. And as I was trying to locate, I'm moving through the maze, locate, get myself together, get my bearings about the day and, and next week all at the same time, it was, the stress was showing up in my body. So, you know, you can pay attention to even the dreams that you're having to know when you're under stress. Because if you would have asked me, I would have said, no, I'm not under stress. I'm just really busy. I'm just really busy. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Because as women, we do everything and we're so busy, we're not even realizing the stress that we're under and what it's doing to our bodies. Right. Um, so, you know, tap into that inner wisdom and get clear so you can make sure you're taking care of yourself when you're dealing with that stress. Wow. So now I know, which I've always known, <laughs> that I really got to pay attention to the messages that are coming to me because I'm so good mm -hmm. at multitasking and getting everything together. I would say, oh, no, I'm not stressed at all. I, uh, I'm just, <laughs> just taking care of stuff. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. You know, it's interesting how it shows up for us physically. Um, Stephanie's out there. She says, good morning, ladies. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Stephanie. Thanks Stephanie. for tuning in. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where we really do have to pay attention to ourselves holistically and collectively. So, Roz, what's your story? Share with us a time where you had to deal with some stress. And I don't mean last week when you had the storms and couldn't get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I deal with stress every day with caregivers, trust and believe, you know, there's some days when I want to go to the bar and get a drink, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's some days when I want to walk away, I I'm serious, uh, I, I was driving up here and I had a client, she's older, and for whatever reason, she just started acting crazy with the employees and the employees are calling me. I haven't done anything. And I said, you guys have to realize that, you know, you have to look at both sides. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I have to be the UN ambassador and look at both sides to where the, the, the employees are looking at one side. The client is looking at one side and I have to kind of be the middle person. And so, you know, trying to drive up here and relax and have a good time. That didn't happen. I wasn't relaxed. I was stressed. I was on the phone for at least two or three hours out of the travel time coming up here to Baltimore mm -hmm. because something was going wrong. And, you know, I was looking at, I was doing a matter of fact, getting ready to do a, a YouTube video on stress. And I was looking at a recent um, survey uh, done by um, Blue Cross and Blue Shield. They said, when you become a caregiver, you automatically increase your stress by 26%. Mm -hmm. As soon as soon as you become a caregiver. 26%? That's a lot. 26%. So, you know, not only do I have this, the, 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 the um, responsibility of the business, but then I also have the stress from the employees, from the person taking care of their loved ones, and the person receiving care. So my stress must be 100%. If you take that 25, <laughs> money. But, but I'm just saying, you know, you know, that's, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Lady T. She talking about yesterday. I'm just talking about on the drive up here, you know, yesterday. Yeah. Just on the drive. You know, I was listening to my meditation. I was doing my Zen, my ping ping, you know, my, you know, middle eye thing. I was doing all of that and it didn't work. I still had to deal mm -hmm. with what was going on. And, you know, you know, those are things as leaders, as women, as business owners that we have to learn how to, okay. Once all this happened, what, you know, what do we do to relieve the stress? I pulled over. I did. I pulled over and I had to get myself together because I couldn't keep driving like that because I realized then that my speed was picking up. I was, I had hit a hundred miles an hour coming because I was so upset. But, you know, subconsciously, a lot of us don't know that we're doing things out of character. Right. You know, when, when, when people... When people get us upset and they pull us out of character, they have control. I was just sharing this with, the, with, with my friend's daughter. When people get you upset, they pull you out of character. They have control over you. So I said, I can't let this control me. I can't. I can't. And so we have to understand what's going on. We have to look at a solution to, to take care of us first. We're so busy taking care of everybody else because they don't want to move when, when, when we don't want them to you know, you know, move. 
And I have to realize that my employees make choices. Sometimes it's not a good choice, but then I have to help them redirect them. And so sometimes we have to redirect people as well as ourselves when we get stressed. I hope that answered everything correctly. <laughs> Can I comment to what Roz was saying? Absolutely. Um, you know, as a caregiver, you your stress level goes up. I can totally feel that. This is your job. This is your what you do for a living. Yeah. So you're probably used to feeling it. But I've taken on the care of my father. Even when I'm talking to you, he's calling me. He's blowing up my phone. Um, and so I've taken on the care of my father. And so I can feel it. I can feel that extra 26% of stress <laughs> that's that's now in my life and in my body. And, you know, like you said, you got to be able to, you can do all the meditation and that as, and, you know, third eye and all that, you know, but you really, really got to be aware that even though you're trying to remain calm, even though you're breathing it out, even though you're talking nicely to your employee, even though you're doing all of that, it's still having a, a physical effect on your body. And so that's the reason why exercise is so important because mm -hmm. it's a physical effect on our body, even though mentally I'm handling it, physically I'm getting through the day, I'm taking care of this and that, but I got to get that energy out of my body. And wow. so exercise is a good way of doing that. That's, that's exercise, exercise helps get those, with the exercise, it helps get that bad chemical out. It pushes right. that, mm -hmm. you know, all that you know it's almost like it's almost like an enema to me that exercise is an enema yeah. to, to get rid of all that trash. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, <Ross. laughs> it's better than Drano, it's, it's better than you know taking Miralax. It's a it's an all natural, yes. Stephanie says, LOL, Roz, thank you for always keeping it real. Uh, and then she said, you're speaking truth. It is very important to practice the sacred pause. Yes. And Michael still with us right now. He says the old habit of pulling over and stopping and counting to 10 is simple, but it helps us to reduce stress. And when we excel uh, in our work and our service, you know, the power of pause is amazing because it's mm -hmm. such a simple thing. Right. You would think, oh, just take pause, take a deep breath. You know, our parents have been teaching us that ever since we were little. Um, and but it, it is effective. It works. And here's the other thing that it does. It allows your you, your amygdala to release a little bit. So the, what's the amygdala? That's our emotional control center in the brain. Right. The amygdala is like a five year old. The amygdala is like, I got it. I got it. I got it. Get out of the way. You know, I, I got this. I'm going to handle it. That's your emotional control center. But when you can pause for a minute, you can allow your neocortex and your thinking brain to pick back up and re-engage and reconnect, right? So that's a very powerful thing for us. Um, Stephanie says, Lady T, you're absolutely right. The energy needs to be moved through and out of the body. Such a powerful thing. So here's my question for you all now. Is the stress, is stress external is it the external stuff that's causing the stress or is it the internal that's causing what what is the cause of the stress we know stuff happens right stuff happens around mm -hmm. us all the time but is that the true cause of our our stress is it external or is it internal so i'm gonna go to marae first and then i'll come back to you lady t oh okay it's actually a great question but i think it, it it depends of your your experience as well because sometimes you know you go through some events and you think that it's dramatic but if you've seen somebody who's gone worse you know who had a worse situation and we've been able to handle that you understand that you know it is okay i mean it's happening but it is okay you got to go through it so the it's important to to look at the external as well, because to look at how people around you have been, you know, uh, uh, dealing with, with, with this, the kind of stress that you go through. Uh, for example, if you, I don't know, you lose, uh, I don't know, you lose money or something, I don't know. And then you go and travel to some countries where you see people living happily without any money. It really, you know, you, you put thing in perspective. And in that case, the external world actually help you. But you obviously need to process that internally 
and, and get the opportunity to look at things from a different angles to, to basically stay calm and understand that it is okay. Whatever right. it's happening, it is okay. You're gonna go through it and it's gonna be okay. It might be hard, but uh, somebody have gone through it, so why not you? So that's, uh, and I think both are really important. You, you need Absolutely. to integrate both in, in this case. Yeah. All right. So before we go uh, to Lady Two, I want to just ask uh, again, if you're out there, if you're watching, don't forget to add your comments. We want to hear your thoughts, mm -hmm. uh, like and share the video. Someone else out there needs to have this uh needs to listen to this conversation as well. Stephanie says, very good point regarding the internal versus external causes of stress. Michael says, bye for now. I'll catch you in the next show, Michael. Bye, thanks for tuning in. And then Douglas is one of, another one of my new buddies. Douglas says, the external is one part of it, but our focus on it is like throwing gasoline on a fire. Wow, right? That mm -hmm. is very, very powerful because in the mm -hmm. in, in, in fact, that's kind of what we do sometimes, right? So Lady T, is that stress, is the cause of it external or is the cause of it internal? Everything we deal with is internal. Everything we deal with first and foremost is mental. So there are, you know, there's a saying that goes, whatever you believe is true, it becomes true for you. If you believe, oh my gosh, this is stressful. I can't handle it. Oh, and who knows what may happen next? And you have all that going on that just multiplies whatever the activity is. Right. But the activity could be, you know, driving to work um, and, you know, having to hurry up and get there. And for some people, they can say, oh, this is the best part of the day. I'm sitting in a car and I'm getting up the road and I'll just, you know, use this time to relax. And other people use that time in the car to now think about when I get there, I have to say this and I got to think. And they add to it. Everything starts internally first and then it goes out to the external. So 100%. I uh, agree with Marae. So, you know, whatever you're going through, that's why you have to talk yourself through it. That's why you have to, you know, keep yourself calm. That's why you have to meditate. That's why you have to, you know, put up some prayers or whatever to help you stay calm. But at the same time, being honest, this is a lot to deal with. So I need to make sure that today I get out and exercise. Mm -hmm. Be honest, this is a lot to deal with. So later on this afternoon, I'm going to just sit and do nothing for 45 minutes. This is, you know, you have to be honest while you're keeping yourself calm. Right. I love that. And, and I love the act of talking yourself through it because um, it's not like we need to pretend that it doesn't exist or that it's not real. That's not it. Right. It is that things happen. What's the what's the saying? It is not um, the thing that is happening, but our reaction to it. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Because things happen all the time. And Stephanie said, you know, first of all, she said she, she shared it. So thank you so much, Steph. Um, ladies, this conversation is very timely. I certainly need to hear this. We are in a stressful time in our world, in our lives right now. So Roz, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff happening in, in the world right now. We've got COVID and economic uncertainty where people are losing their jobs and their paychecks. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we, we just have uh, racial injustice and things, all of this stuff happening, especially in the United States right now. Mm -hmm. So is it stress? external is it is it caused externally or is that coming from within uh, you know i want to say letter e all of the above it's, mm -hmm. it's a combination mm -hmm. and sometimes i want to I, I even want to go a little further sometimes it's self-inflicted we do it to ourselves mm -hmm. without any help from anybody else you know i just i just want to put it out there because sometimes and that's called a pity party you know i want to be the victim i want you know i need all you know i need all this attention and right. you know, it, you know, um, we shouldn't be. You know, it, it shouldn't be like that. You know, particular, particularly now. But it happens. You know, sometimes we want to call attention to ourselves, and you know, so those, you know, those are the times when, you know, if you need that kind of love and care, then you may need to seek professional help. You understand what I'm saying? Because a lot of times when people are calling me and asking me for advice, well, Roz, I'm going through this. My question always is, do you want me to listen? Do you want me to respond? Do you want me to give a solution? Because I need to know before you start talking, what do you want me to do? Because, you know, y'all know me. I'm I'm straight to the point. No point blank. But the whole thing is that if you're coming to me, you're missing something. There's a gap. You want my advice or you want me to listen? Mm -hmm. You know, 
Now, once I give you the information, it's all for me. It's up to you. If you implement it fine, if you go back to the way you were. But I tell people, if I'm giving you something, don't come back to me with that poetry. Don't come back to me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, we are all grown. We all go through stuff. We all have problems. Like, I, you know, I knew I was stressed. I knew I was stressed, so I pulled my behind over before I heard somebody on the road. Right. You have to mm -hmm. recognize when you're in trouble, and you have to recognize when you need help. And mm -hmm. you have to recognize, am I doing this for attention? You know, so, you know, there's a lot of factors in there, but, you know, um, I don't like pain, so I'm going to ask for help. Hey, something going wrong. Help me get out of this. I, I, I don't like taking pain medicine. I don't like being hurt. I mean, mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't like that. That's a miserable feeling, and it takes me off a of focus of what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. It mm -hmm. And it pulls me out of character, and I don't like that. And I don't like responding out of character to someone and being mean because if I'm in pain and I respond to you, then I'm, I'm a hurt person hurting somebody else. Right. Mm. We got some good comments out there. I'm going to read those and then, Marae, I know that you wanted to add something. So yeah. Roz said, it takes a lot of courage to be honest with ourselves. That's why these conversations are important. We certainly need an outside perspective to keep us balanced. Absolutely. Mm. And then she says, facts, Roz. I'm just a girl and I love attention. <laughs> We're, we're with you on that one. And then Doug says, um, Roz, you have it right. And venting to your friends is cementing your negative belief, which is not really what you want to do, right? Yeah. You don't want to reinforce those negative beliefs. So, Marae? Yeah, I think what I wanted to add is uh, it's important that we know who we are. And, and that's what it goes down to when we know our triggers. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we understand that, you know, that's the way we're going to react if we, we, we get into a certain situation so that we don't go all the way to this stressful situation that we can't manage anymore. And it comes back to taking time to, you know, to pause and, and, and be with ourselves when things like that happen before we go and ask somebody to, you know, to help us. Because we need to know what, what we want. And that's what, you know, Rose is saying. You know, you need to, what, what are you looking for from, you know, the person that you talk to? So you need to know who you are, what you're looking for, and what are the triggers that actually trigger all this panic and all this stress. Uh, because I think it's, it's, you know, it's something that you, you can easily pick up. You know those triggers and you, you need to spend time to understand that. You know, I, I think sometimes, Roz, uh, we're looking for um, sort of misery allies, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we want those people that are going to commiserate with us. And it's so awful, right? Don't you agree? You know, that, you know, you have you dealt with this awful situation, too? Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, we as the person on the other side. Sometimes we also have to be really clear on if we're really mm -hmm. helpful. If we're serving that other person by, you know, um, sort of whatever role that we choose to take in the conversation, we have to decide if it's helpful. So I want to shift now and spend our remaining time really talking about strategies because we know these things are here, right? These mm -hmm. things happen to us. So the question is, how do we manage? How do we navigate these situations when we are in the middle and we are gripped by this stress? whatever reason it is and you know it doesn't matter if it's you know at our job or we've got a relationship issue or you know we're dealing with some uh, children issues or you know whatever that might be maybe you're losing your paycheck right um, whatever that is how do we begin to develop good I think I, I want to call it good stress hygiene, right? <laughs> Although Rob, Rob is kind of thinking about I like enemas and stuff, so I'm not sure that that's really a thing or a word. But but really, how do we have good stress practices? Because at the end of the day, if we don't develop habits for managing stress, it won't help us in the moment. Right. You can go back and look at it, you know, two weeks later and go, oh, gee, I could have done this. But by then your blood pressure's up and you got you stressed out. You got headaches, you backache, all of that. Right. So how do we just uh, develop really good, positive 
stress habits. LOL, Rhonda, you're right. Stephanie says, that is why drug addicts hang around with other drug addicts because they want misery partners. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I really can't be a part of that, <laughs> right? Everybody <laughs> in my circle knows, mm, yeah, no, don't bring it here. That's not doing that. And you want to talk about some positive and some transition work, I can help you do that. I can't, I literally, let me tell a quick story and then I'll come to you, Lady T, on strategies for moving forward. Um, on Facebook, I don't know, I just do what I do on Facebook, right? And I'm posting and doing something and someone reached out to me and said, you know, hey, I really like to chat with you. I got a really stressful situation. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, we're just chatting, cool. So we're chatting and this person is in a really negative space right? Yeah, but they suck and they should, that, you know, they always do this. And I kept trying to lift them up a little bit, right? And they kept saying, yeah, but I just want to slap them. And I just want to, and then I try to lift them up a little bit again. And then they go, you know what? And then that, I said, okay, time out. <laughs> I said, time out. I am not the person to be having this conversation with you. I said that you are in a place and you're choosing to stay there, and that's okay. I'm not being judgmental about it. I'm just saying I'm not getting in that ditch with you. So if you want to talk about lifting and movement forward, I'm happy to continue this conversation, but that's not where you are right now. So yeah, bye for now, right? <laughs> it, was, it was like being sucked into this black hole. I was like, oh, no, 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 not doing that. So Lady T, how can we start developing some habits and some strategies and using our inner wisdom? Oh my gosh. Okay. So one of them is exactly what you said. And that is recognizing when you're, when you're being triggered by someone else paying attention to your energy. Because a lot of us, many of us, mm -hmm. um, we are in the business of healing and helping people, right? And so people will come to us with their stuff and we want to move them along. Now, there are times when it's appropriate to let them vent, let them get it out and you listen to them where they are. And then there are other times when they're doing it so much and so they're so hardcore about it, it starts draining us. And when you mm -hmm. recognize that, yeah, bye, bye-bye, yeah. right? When you have to. <laughs> so, you know, paying attention to that, if you are one who take care if you're one who takes care of other people. Um, and then another strategy that this is, you know, I'm a dream interpreter. So I'm always about contacting that success guru that's within you. Um, pay attention to your dreams. Your dreams will give you solutions. Your dreams will tell you what to do next. Your dreams will give you um, steps that you should take. Your dreams will give you ways to heal your body. Your blood pressure is high. This is what you need to do. But you got to pay attention to those dreams. And so one of the things that I talk to leaders about managers, and that is using dream programming, whatever problem you're facing, whatever issues you're having, you're going to write that down just before you go to sleep. Mm. It's great when you have some tea to drink with that, right? To help induce those dreams. Um, you release it and by writing it out. And then you ask the question, what do I need to do? And then as you fall off to sleep, you're asking the question over and over again. So instead of letting your brain run through the day of what happened, what didn't happen, what I should have done, what I have to do tomorrow. Instead, you stay focused on that one question. What do I need to do about this? What can I do about this? How can I solve this problem? And then in the morning, when you wake up, you're going to journal any thoughts, any dream that you remember during the night. Um, you, that works. If you're conscious of your dream, that'll work literally overnight. But for some people who haven't really been paying attention to their dreams, um, they, you know, they're not really aware. It may take them two or three days. But I can guarantee you Whenever you ask your subconscious mind, because that's who you're talking to, your subconscious mind knows what's going on. It knows the answer. It knows how to heal your body. It knows what you need to do. Whenever you ask your subconscious mind for an answer, you're going to get an answer. And then you have to kind of decipher the answer because it's going to come in the form of a, a metaphor or images. You have to decipher the answer. But if the answer for any problem that you have is within you, you know how to handle that difficult employee you know how to handle that health issue that you have. You know how to handle it. The answer is there. But we get so caught up in our logical mind dealing with the stress of it that we don't tap into the wisdom and get the answer. So use dream programming as a way of wow. getting the answers that you need. I love that. I, that. That is powerful. I hope you guys took some notes and jotted that down because it's actually a technique that I want to try you know, of that dream programming. So Stephanie said, we have to be careful with letting people dump their stuff all over us and pull us down into their rabbit hole. She didn't say stuff, y'all, but I said stuff. Um, hashtag boundaries. Boundaries is, is absolutely, that's a whole nother show, Stephanie. 
Um, and then recognize when you are being triggered by someone else's issues. Um, you know, that's so important, you know, when you are being triggered. And so um, one of the things that I was thinking of as you were talking, Lady T, is that that inner voice is quiet. Yes. Mm -hmm. It speaks quietly. Yes. Where your logical mind is loud. It's the one that it wants you to pay attention. That's the one we hear so clearly. Mm -hmm. But the inner voice is always a whisper. And we have to be able to tap into that. And uh, yes, Lady T, I'm going to let you respond. And then Roz, I'm coming to you. Yeah, it is quiet, which is the reason why we have to learn to listen. And one of the mm -hmm. best ways of doing that is with, um, with those dreams. Can I give you an example of, of a, a woman who called me up? To help, she needed help interpreting her dream. She's a mom, she's a student, she's seeing that she was just going through a divorce. And she called me and said, I had a dream. My therapist told me I should talk to you. She said, I had a dream that um, I walked up to this these two birds, this nest with two black birds there. There was a ferret on one side. In the nest, there were five eggs. She said, three of the eggs were smushed, two of the eggs were uh, still intact, but I knew I had to save the two eggs. She says, So I knew just intuitively that if I took the smushed eggs and gave it to the ferret, I can take the two eggs and give them to the owl, to an owl. What does that dream mean? To which I responded, I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> there, are, there are times when people tell me their dreams and I immediately know what it means. And then other times I get the questions to ask them that will rise up, the answer will rise out of them. And so we had, a, I asked her three questions and literally boom, 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 everything fell and she completely understood. So the dream for her was about this major stress she was under with her family members. She says she had gotten into an argument. So here's one way of interpreting your dreams. Whatever dream you have, if it's playing on you the next day, if it's a nightmare, if it's reoccurring, you always ask the question, what happened within the last week that would generate this conversation that my subconscious is having with me? She had an argument with her family members and she decided uh, that there were three people in particular that she would not continue to talk to anymore. Oh. That's what that was the three. The, the three smushed eggs. eggs. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. They were gone. She's giving them to the ferret. The two eggs were the two people in particular. She said, you know, those are my cousins and I really need to retain that relationship. So she saved those two relationships. Mm -hmm. and so I asked her, the bird's nest with the two blackbirds, who would that represent to you? And she said, that would be my parents because blackbirds to me are messy, they're uh, ominous. And she said, and that's exactly the way my parents are. So the dream showed her that number one, she was under stress and it also showed her she made the right decision. Wow. She made the right decision to let go of those three relationships. She said, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that you helped me to analyze that because I kept going back thinking, I really shouldn't get rid of that relationship. I kept in my logical mind, I kept wanting to go back and pull the relationship together again. But really deep down inside, I know I have to let those, I cannot talk to those people. They disturb me too much. Wow. So this is what I mean when I say that there's inner wisdom within you that can guide and direct you and tell you what to do with whatever problems that you're having. And it will give you peace. Mm -hmm. Peace. When you recognize it, it will give you peace, and it will tell you you did the right. She did the right thing to begin with. Wow. The logical mind kept wanting to go back to. Well, maybe I should. Well, this family. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty awesome. I, I love that. So Stephanie says, "Thank you, Lady T, for sharing your wisdom regarding dreams. You are certainly appreciated." Uh, Steph says, Rhonda, as usual, you produced a great show. Thank you, beautiful. And Cheryl's out there. Hey, Cheryl. Good morning. Great to see you. Thanks for tuning in. So, Miss Roz, how do we, what are some strategies that people can use to begin managing their stress and tapping into that inner wisdom? I need to let, ask Lady T, do we have to drink tea in order to help the dreams solve the dreams? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we all dream every single night. We all dream. So you're having dreams anyway. But some people need to pull out more. Or even like right now, I'm going through some things. I need some real answers. So I'm drinking right. morning, afternoon, and nighttime. So yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just asking that for the liquid into that tea to help oh, us. Oh, she's oh, all other liquid into the tea. And what you need to do, Roz, do what you need to do. 
I'm just anxious so much. In other words, do you, boo? Okay. <laughs> but you know, you know, just like we all have been talking about, each one of us have, you know, there's always general strategies to deal with stress, but individually, you know what your boundaries are. You know, um, you, you know, just like for me, you, with my with my employees, I said I don't like repeating myself a whole lot, and if I put you into a position, that means that I trust you enough to be able to make some decisions without coming to me all the time. Now, you know, if you keep wasting my time, then I can't use you because this is this becomes unproductive. So, you know, we, we have to be able to set boundaries. We have to tell show people how to treat us, number one. So that's going to help reduce, hopefully, some of the stress. Hmm. You know, show people how to treat you. Set those boundaries. Know how to say no. My big thing is, you know, having a calendar. But, you know, we cannot avoid stress. There, mm -hmm. I don't know anybody that, that that avoids stress that's living unless they're dead. <laughs> Nobody can avoid it, period, point blank. But how we manage it, how we go forward in life, you know, um, will help us minimize the opportunity for stress to come in. You know, that's mm -hmm. just like if you leave a crack, the roach going to get in the house. So how big is our crack? How do we reduce that opportunity, you know, for stress to get in? Is it is it is it hard or do we or, or do we have an open door policy? See, mm -hmm. you know, so you know, my door is like this. Bam, you know, it's it's, it's you know, <laughs> um, you know, I got I you know I have a construction barricade up, a stop sign. Shut you it know, down. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Roz, that is so awesome. <laughs> individual ways. Some people need to talk to people. Some people need to exercise, like Lady T. You know, some you know, some of us need to drink tea. Some of us need whatever we need to do. Right. Like I said, there are some things that are across the board that we all know what we got to do to deal with stress. We got to remove mm -hmm. people, places, things, animals, pets, whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever you got to do, and then individually, there are particular things I know for me. That, that I do that maybe may, may not fit for Mariah or Lady T or for Rhonda. That may yeah. not help you. It may help me, but it, it, it may not help you. So um, like I said, the things for me that, you know, like I'm big on going on pause, shutting it down. Mm -hmm. I, love, <laughs> I love silence. silence yeah, that's gold. a big one, yeah. Ooh, I love it. Uh, baby, I mm -hmm. look I'm quiet as a church mouse. <laughs> <laughs> If you really say something, all I do is just take off my glasses. And when you get done, put my glasses back on and say, are you finished? These are ways that I'm not going to allow what's going on with you to impact and control me. Absolutely, Roz. And you know what? There's, there are some small things, like you said, across the board. Like we know mm -hmm. the power of breathing. Right. And deep breathing exactly. and being intentional about your breathing and how exactly. powerful that can be. We know about meditation and, you know, mm -hmm. taking a few minutes. And, you know, I always encourage leaders, if you're in the middle of a super busy time, please do not be having lunch at your desk. Please get up, stand, stretch, take a walk around yeah. the block. It doesn't matter. It's OK. All the work will be there when you get back. Trust me. But it's okay mm -hmm. to take a minute for you. Um, you might have to, Lady T, type in the comments or something. Stephanie wants to know what kind of tea do you drink? Did you drink it all day long? So uh, she wants to know about the tea. Roz is, I mean, uh, Stephanie's out there cracking up. And then Nikki says, sometimes you need to be quiet. At the moment, no need to react or respond to whatever has happened and always find something that makes you happy. Happiness depends on what you allow to affect your brain. I love that too, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. what, what strategies would you offer um, for folks that are really looking for ways to tap into that inner wisdom and to be able to reduce stress and anxiety in their life? Yeah, I like the, the pause one because sometimes, uh, you know, in the midst of stress or an action, you, you do things or you say things that you will regret. So sometimes you just need this pause and uh, stay with yourself and do nothing. And that's, that's one strategy that I like. The other one is to um, 
just accept that you know if you if you have a you have a challenge or there's something went wrong just accept that it has happened but you know move on don't focus on the negative things that have happened move on and try to find the positive things that you can get out of the situation which is even one thing just focus on that focus on saying okay what is this situation teaching me what can i learn from it and what can i do with it because everything happened for a reason and and find this reason and and really focus on that because if you focus on what you you've lost if you focus on how you felt when this thing happened you you don't move you you basically paralyze and you need like we uh, uh lady t was saying get this energy out and the, the only way to get this energy out is to think about what are you going to do that's going to be positive and bring this and this uh, positive energy to get you moving and i think it works it it works really wow. well. It's really focused on that, you know. That's awesome. Cheryl said great advice. And then mm -hmm. Stephanie says, Marie, I hear you saying that we need to redirect our thoughts in mm -hmm. order to move on. Stephanie, mm -hmm. that's such a great point. How many times do we get caught mm -hmm. up in when something bad happens or something negative, some negative event or a trigger? How many times do you replay that in your head? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right? We get stuck on it and we keep it's going bus. over and over. Yeah. And then you know what? And then when I looked at his face and his eyes and his tone mm -hmm. of voice and the way he walked into the room, and then I then he wrote this in the email, and then right, we keep living it over and over mm -hmm. and over. You cannot forget about it. Right? You can't really stress in your life living in the past. Right? Mm -hmm. Your power is in the present. Your mm -hmm. the most place that you have your greatest strength and power is in the present. Because that is what you can control, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The other strategy that I always uh, give folks for really minimizing stress is there's only one person in this world you can control, right? There's only one person in this world you can control. If you worried about why your hubby won't do what you tell him to do, why the kids acting up, why this one's going on, right? You know, why my colleagues, my coworkers, I done told them 10 times they won't do what I say, right? If you're worried about those things, my boss comes in every day with an attitude. Or If you are worried and focused on all of those things, guess what? You can't control any of those things. You can only control you and how you choose to react. Right. Mm -hmm. You can choose to react or you can make a choice to respond. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go right now. We're going to uh, give you ladies each 30 seconds or so to wrap up and share your final thoughts. I can't believe the hour is gone already. This happens. It, it, just a wonderful conversation. Again, I'm going to ask all of you out there, if you're listening, share the video. If you have not already like it, I love you guys adding your comments. It really powers our conversation. I'm so appreciative of that. So let's start our quick lightning round. Uh, I'm going to go to Roz first. I'm going to go to Marae and then Lady T. Um, as you wrap up, you can let people know how they can stay in touch or learn more about your services and what you do. So Roz, let's start with you. Also, too, one thing I was uh, I want to say this because Rhonda said this last year in a in a in a show. Sometimes we have the disease mm. to please. We want to please everybody. Mm. Yeah. And what it's, a lot of times where the stress comes in is that we put everybody else first and then we're trying to make sure everybody's happy and please everybody and we're miserable as hell. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so true. we reverse that. We got to put us first. We got to put us first. Us first. I'm always first. What I need comes first. And everybody else is on is on a to-do list. You're, you're number three, four, five, six, seven, eight, wherever you fall on the list. But my day is planned. My day is planned. And I'm not pleasing you. I'm pleasing me. I'm pleasing me. But I remember Ronnie saying that a while, a while ago. Some of us have a disease pleasing. I'm not, y'all know I'm not the one. So y'all should be my personal advice. Because if you're doing that, you are suffering and you're not getting nothing done if you please everybody else. I'm just talking. I'm just, that's just my, you don't have to take my advice. I'm, I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm just talking. <laughs> Ron, I'm that, is so, that is so wonderful. Thank you for wrapping up with those comments. So he says, sometimes you need to cl a close friend 
whom you can talk to to refresh your brain. Absolutely. It's really important to have folks that you can be honest with and authentic and share your concerns. Cheryl says, thank you, ladies, as always, for a great, inf a great informational show. And then no more being a, a patty pleaser. Take charge. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank um, you. you know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, Janelle mm -hmm. is out there. Janelle, hey, Janelle, that's my buddy. She says, great episode, ladies. I'm going to buy me some teas, exercise for an hour, and then enjoy results of an enema. <laughs> on this show today, do you guys realize on this show today, we have talked about enemas, hygiene, roaches. Uh, we've talked about all kinds of things on the show today, so you never know what you're going to get, but you always know it's going to be good. So mm -hmm. um, as we wrap up, uh, so Marae, let's go to you for your closing comments. Uh, for me, I mean, my closing comment is we need to understand that we are energy managers, so we need to manage our energy properly. So, you know, we can stress is always there, but it's really the way we respond to it and the way we manage it. So we, we have to start to listen to ourselves, you know, really understand what are our, our triggers, what are the kind of energy that we're bringing in and try to find a balance, you know, because it's when we become completely out of balance that things are become really difficult. So pay attention to your energy, pay attention to your trigger and, and uh, focus on what you can control, which is, you know, focusing on the opportunity uh, in front of you because always look at what's happening to you as an opportunity. It might be a clear opportunity or an opportunity in disguise. So find this opportunity in this stress that you're going through or this situation that you're going through. Wow, that's awesome. I love being the energy manager, right? Stephanie mm -hmm. says, good point, our energy is our currency, and that's why we feel the ripples of our emotions so strong, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What is emotion, guys? Do you guys know what emotion is? It's energy in motion, right? That is what emotion is. And so we have a mm -hmm. choice as to where we spend our currency. Doug mm -hmm. said, this has been amazing. Thank you, ladies. And actually, Doug's coming up as a guest on the show. You guys are going to love him. He's on our he's on deck here in a couple of weeks. And then Nikki says, I love music. When I get stressed, I normally put on my earphones, play music, and dance as much as I can. So wonderful. Lady T, your final thoughts, and then uh, let us know how folks can reach you. Well, I love the, uh, the summary of everything because what it's pointing to is that even if stress is external, it still starts in here. You know, paying attention to your triggers, exercising, paying attention to what you can do. All of that says it's right in here. And then, of course, I always my whole thing is your wisdom is in you. Use it. And the best way to tap into it, because that logical mind can get so crazy. The best way to tap into that in that wisdom is to go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep and dream. Go to sleep and get your answer. Go to sleep. You know, sleep relieves stress. Sleep helps you mm -hmm. say, I'm going to think on it. I'm going to. I'm going to um, go sleep on it. And when you're sleeping on it, you're dreaming on it, you can get the answers that you need. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are, you know, I have a lot of videos on YouTube. I'm on YouTube. And a lot of my videos talk about how to analyze your own dreams. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you need help, you can always contact me uh, and we'll have a conversation. I usually dedicate about 45 minutes to an hour um, to listening to, hearing you out and helping you go through your dreams. So. Um, you can contact me for that reason. Uh, I couldn't type in the information for the tea, but I mentioned it earlier, Stephanie. Uh, the tea is something that I sell uh, on my website and give to my clients. It helps to induce tea, induce dreams. Um, it includes chamomile, which helps to relax you. That's one tea you can take. Lavender is another. Uh, mugwort. And so I have a mixture of those three and plus a couple of other herbs that helps. It helps to drink it during the day because it keeps my brain composed. And so I don't have because I have a thousand thoughts going all day long. So I'm here with that with that tea during the day and then drinking it again at night. I just have great dreams that I can recall better. Um, so my YouTube channel is, or uh, actually I don't have a, a dedicated URL to it. So you just got to go in there and look up Dream Interpreter Lady T and I'll be on there. My website, which you can find it from the website is heavenandearthconnect.com, heavenandearthconnect.com. I'm on Instagram at heaven and earth underscore connect. I'm on Facebook, which Facebook kind of, you know, works my nerves a little bit. It's too much stuff going on on Facebook. <laughs> so uh, if I really hang out on Instagram. 
contact me there. Oh my gosh, I saw some stuff last night I shouldn't have seen. Just yeah. So yeah, Instagram, heavenandearthconnect.com is where I am. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This has been awesome, guys. You know, the, the whole concept around the stress-free leader goes back to what Ra said and Marae as well. It's not that stress won't be there, right? But the stress-free leader has simply mastered the art of managing it. Okay, they have mastered the art of managing that stress so that, you know, they know it's stress, things are happening around them, and they even may uh, momentarily react, but then they have developed these habits, these practices that allow them to rein it in and pull it back so that they can keep themselves as number one. And Roz, when you said that, keeping yourself as the priority, many times in our society, we've been taught that that's selfish. I call mm -hmm. it self-full, self-F-U-L. Right. It is being uh, focused and understanding that if you're not taking care of you, you likely can't take care of anyone else really well. So that's our show for today, guys. This has been awesome. Thank you all for being here. Um, you know, as everyone out there, I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've got something that you can take away and use in your life today to help reduce the stress of this crazy, chaotic time that we're in. So for my for Lady T, Marae, Roz, you guys rock. Thank you so much. It's been fun. I've laughed a lot today, which is another good stress reliever, right? Yes. Turn, yes. On sitcom, turn on something funny and laugh. Um, so you guys stay tuned for just a second. Uh, for everyone else out there, we thank you so much for tuning in. And we look forward to having you back here next week. Same time, same station, so we can continue our journey and our path to learning to be stress-free leaders and embracing a stress-free life. We'll see you guys next week. Do you have any microphones after your call? Are you talking? We, um, we get recorded.